Welcome to the Woodland Heights Baptist Church Sunday Talks podcast. Sunday Talks is a weekly roundtable discussion about theological and cultural topics. For more information and show notes, visit whbcconway.org forward slash Sunday Talks. Here's your host, Pastor Larry White. Next May. Next May. I always just like so. to hear that. She's going to graduate next May. And, but so uh, our topic tonight is really around the subject of homosexuality. And so I'm just going to throw this question out there. Is homosexuality a sin? And then we're going we're gonna to work through that. Some of you automatically have an answer. You've responded. You've maybe you've quoted scripture. Or you've quoted somebody you think of uh, regarding that. Uh, hopefully you always go to scripture. But sometimes how we say that and how we deal with that can be, um, I don't want to use the word offensive, but we can, we can there, there are ways to, to respond to any issue, any of these issues we're dealing with in a more Christ-like way. And so, so uh, how this came about was Hope was taking a Christian ethics class at Washita this fall? Um, this semester. This semester, yeah. So this is the spring now. Isn't yes. It? Uh, <laughs> And, and she was reading this book by Preston Sprinkle called People uh, to be Loved, Why Homosexuality is Not an Issue. And so, in fact, I've got two books. This is one that, that uh, she used in the class. This is one that uh, J.D. – in fact, it's interesting. J.D. Uh, has used this with the teenagers. Oh, okay. And so, same yes. author, Preston Sprinkle, Living in a Gray World, A Christian Teen's Guide to Understanding uh, Homosexuality. And uh, both of them, I would recommend. I think they mm-hmm. are, especially if you are interested in that subject, there's plenty of other resources yes. out there. Uh, Gay Girl, Good God is also really good. Um, I recently read that. That's um, Jackie Hill Perry's story and very similar to these books, um, explaining what happened to her and her experience and um, how she sees homosexuality now after she's looked at scripture. So. And so I want to want to take that we're taking kind of that title to start off here, that um, uh, homosexuality is not just an issue. No, right? it's yeah, it's about a people who need to be loved and understood. Um, it's not an argument that we're supposed to be having. But. Yeah, and, and I think I think we I think you learned this as a little child in Sunday school, right? We're supposed to love everybody. Yes. Regardless <laughs> All of people. their regardless of their gender or their color, their skin or their uh, whatever whatever they define themselves as or whatever mm-hmm. may be going on in our world. And we're just living in a time. I'm, I'm, I'm sad for you as a 20-year-old that you're li- you've lived in a period of 20 years that there's just so much hate and mm-hmm. so, so, many, so many divisions and 
Bible teaches us, the scripture teaches us, love everybody, and and we won't really come from that. You know, we're to we're to deal with sin, but we're to we're to respond to sinners because we're all sinners, mm-hmm. and, and we're just we're just to deal with those differently. Um, and one thing I wanted us to do out of this conversation was to, to emphasize the importance of that we need to first seek to understand, then yes. to be understood. Um, I don't want this to come across the wrong way, Hope, but we're right on this issue about homosexuality. I mean, mm-hmm. on the issue, yes, we, we, the scriptures are right. So, so I don't have to. I don't have to. I'm not trying to win a battle or an argument because I already. I believe the scriptures. I know this is true. Yes. And so, um, but I want to be respectful to somebody who, um, who's arguing the other side because I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to beat them up. I'm not trying mm. to win an argument. Um, you could probably win some arguments, right? Yes. <laughs> but we might lose the whole cause in doing that. Yes. So. Yeah. It's not effective to beat someone over the head with the Bible. That's yeah. not going to get them anywhere. And it's and it's worse for your generation than it was for mine, right? I yes. They yeah. They don't want to hear that. They don't want to be told that they're wrong. That's yeah. Yeah. And that's not so. to say we're denying the truth of Scripture or that, that the Scripture's true. Yeah. We just need to know, understand again. A different generation responds to things differently. Yes. And so we came up with, and most mostly Hope came up with this: <laughs> five things the church can do, and how we can respond. Not, not just the church, but Christians can do, or Christian can do, in responding to uh, not just again the issue of homosexuality, but just homosexuals and the whole the whole idea of that. The, the first one is most important, sir. So first of all, we need to share the gospel. Um, a lot of times our focus is arguing with believer or unbelievers about their sin, and that's not effective um, if we're just telling them like a, that they're wrong, like we said earlier. Um, they're not ex- going to change or live the life that we live um, until they've had a heart change, and so they need to hear the gospel, and they need to hear that they're loved by Christ, and Christ will change them through the gospel. Yeah, because we can't change their hearts. We can't, and, and I mean, we know that. We, we've always mm-hmm. known that, but the gospel is what transforms people. The, the Holy Spirit yes. working in somebody's life transforms them, and and we need to start there. And and in fact, I would just I would just ask you to do this as a, if you're a believer, that you would ask God to give you a heart for those that are in the LGBTQ or whatever other that are in this community that identify in this way. Um, that you, one that you'd love everybody, mm-hmm. but. Here, here is a group of people that are seeking love. Yes. And they want acceptance. And the last thing the church ought to do is say, we're not going to accept, we're not going to yes. accept anybody. For, like, certainly not. We don't have to be afraid of them. Like they're right. often, you know, we right. want to run away from that community, but um, we need to be showing them love, and we can do that without accepting their lifestyle. Yes. And 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 I shared with you last night a story of a, an encounter I had almost 30 years, well, 28 years ago, 20, uh, 20 plus years ago. Um, and I, I can share some of those things with you personally, others who want to know that. But, but you know, I, I've, I've, God's given me a heart for, for those who, who struggle in this area. And uh, I found them to, to be a, a rewarding opportunity to, uh, to help people, pray for them, encourage them. Um, and uh, we can address the actions that someone's involved into in the lifestyle um, later on, the first thing we want to do, though, is what you just said. We want to share the gospel. Mm-hmm. And, you know, because it doesn't matter what sin you commit, God doesn't automatically clean up, every, you know, yeah. everything immediately. I mean, I remember back when I was a kid, people used to smoke cigarettes a lot. 
and uh, man, they'd be at, you'd come out of the church, and there'd be guys sitting out there smoking cigarettes, and, mm. and you better be careful. <laughs> um, is it a sin to smoke cigarettes as, pro- as much as it is to overeat? Probably, I guess it would be the same Any thing kind that of we're doing. Addiction. To, we're doing to our bodies, and so, but sometimes mm. it takes a time to process to, to overcome some areas in, in yes. sanctification. Um, we may need to edit that out, Eric. So. <laughs> so, th- so here's what here's what I, here's what I did. 1999, I went to a conference that Focus on the Family did um, about uh, homosexuality and about ministry uh, to homosexuals and people who are coming out of that lifestyle. Um, and so I just encourage. Ever since then, I've encouraged people to research. That's the second. The first thing is share the gospel. Second thing is to research and understand what same sex attraction is. Yeah, so same-sex attraction, according to the American Psychological Association, I'm just going to quote what they say, is um, an enduring pattern of emotional, romantic, and or sexual attraction to someone of the same sex. So this is um, an attraction. That doesn't necessarily mean um, people who have this attraction are going to sin. It's acting on um, this attraction that is a sin. It, it's, it, th- there's a temptation and then there's yes. a sin. And, and the, the struggle that we, and, and some of you just, you're just, I'm, I can see the hairs in the back of your neck bristling up. You've never heard that before. But it's the same thing with any other temptations. Like mm-hmm. sometimes there's a gray area, but when, when does that temptation stop? The same way, and I shared this with you last night, for a man, Jesus said, you know, if we look lustfully at a woman, we've committed a sin. At what point does that temptation lead into sin? Mm. Um how, how long, you know, as my eyes pass by, how long how long does it take before I, you know, is, so is there, it's a matter of seconds. Same way with this, that emotional, romantic, those feelings, that temptation. Temptations, the Bible just makes it clear that temptations are not sin. Yes. But it's, it's, the, it's the giving in to those, the pull of those. And the thing about it is, is that we can't always control what tempts us. Um, right. You know, you know, I can... I, I, you know, thoughts can come to your mind, and, and you may have a certain mm-hmm. propensity to certain things, but it's acting on those temptations. And so, mm-hmm. so in answering our question we started with, we're saying that the homosexual actions, those a- acting on those things, that that's sinful, according to Scripture. And mm-hmm. so, again, we're not going to give you a lot of Scripture. Uh, you can go back to Leviticus. You can go through all the Old Testament. Uh, you can go to Romans chapter 1. Um, there are countless scriptures that speak about that, and every time it refers to the homosexual action, action. that it, the Bible refers to that as sin. So I'm not, uh, I, I, I want to speak what the Bible speaks uh, and be clear about that, but I want to make, I think it's important for us as Christians to understand that there are those that have, have and there, there may be some watching this, some in our church most likely that have a same-sex attraction, mm-hmm. and there is, there is that draw in them. Um, so with, with that, I want to say something. And I was when I was when I was researching this for this for our time together. Hope the uh, um, back way before you were born, when I was just a little boy, back in 1972, there was a piece written out called the. It was called. And I'm just using the terms that were used then. The Gay Manifesto, and there were uh, five what I'm going to call myths that were kind of laid out to be kind of the agenda. For movement, and you can and, and kind of see where those go. In fact, I, I've only got four here, but this there's four of them. Um, one was that the population of of, of Americans that deal with uh, homosexuals or that, that are homosexuals was ten percent. 
That wasn't true in 1972. It's still not true in 2021. <laughs> There's more today than there were then, but but that was part of the part of the agenda was to make this make this uh, more known. Mm-hmm. Secondly, is that people are born gay, and we're going to talk about that. This is the next point we're going to talk about is that people are born uh, uh, as as a homosexual. Uh, the third is that once a person is uh, uh, once you're gay, you're always gay. That there's no you don't someone doesn't change that just the same as you don't change. Uh, uh, you know, I guess I don't know what you, I was going to well, say. There's a lot of things you can eyes. change you can today. Color, well, color your eyes. Yeah. You can put contacts on, but you don't change the color. I certainly yeah. color your hair, but you can't do that. You can't do that. And then mm-hmm. the ultimate was that the homosexual behavior is normal. And so you put all this together that there's a ten percent of the population gay people are born gay once you're gay you're always gay homosexual behavior is normal again i'm just using the terms that they use and so it led to an acceptance and so now we're living 50 years later Mm -hmm. when there's a much larger acceptance and i think it's important while we're researching okay what's the what's some of the understanding behind why uh why some people deal with same-sex attraction that there's also there's an agenda going on Yes. With certain people in, in our world that that are pushing and promoting uh, myths that sometimes are not there. And so, mm-hmm. as a Christian, I need to I need to be armed with Scripture. I need to know what the world is saying, uh, or, or I need to know what the world. Is saying. I also need to know just what the facts are, and even even science. And yes. so, uh, uh, let's get to science. Yes. Okay. So, um, a lot of people will try to argue with us today that there is scientific evidence that people are born gay um but this evidence is debatable a lot of this is um people are just trying to pull things together any kind of evidence that they can to make this claim and it's not really solid yeah and it's and it's like, and it's really it, it's and there's there's depends on in, years ago there was there was there was some things put out there that have been proven not to be true what has been in scientific studies been proven is that some things happen over time while a person's born a certain way, but that over time, environment and even stress and things that have happened to them have caused a, what do we say, a, a, a kind of a rewiring of the brain. brain. That yes, there are some things going on mm-hmm. in a person's mind and understanding. And, and same thing that happens with, and, and I hate to use this analogy, but it's, uh, is that sometimes when someone uses drugs, there are some things that sometimes alter their viewpoint, mm-hmm. and and so um, that can happen. That can happen in this way. Um, but uh, Scripture is clear. Uh, you know that that uh, um, that you know when when I think the the idea of teaching that the world does of that someone's born this way, it comforts a person that I'm not responsible. Yes. And that that I don't I can't I can't change. I, it's I, I'm, I'm I, it's something I don't have control over. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know whatever whatever the issue is, we we have the personal responsibility. Yes. Yeah. And and I think we said this. Even if a person was born that way, if the Bible says something sin, it's always a sin because yeah. um, we've talked about like. With the alcohol gene, um, some people have an alcohol gene that makes them more susceptible to become an alcoholic, um, but that doesn't mean that they're not responsible for becoming an alcoholic. They need to avoid alcohol. Like, they're just as responsible mm-hmm. as anyone else. Yeah, they, may, they just may need to be more cautious. Hey, listen, I know yes. this is the same person, the way the person is same-sex attraction. I'm, 
I know some of the areas that may be pitfalls for you. Um, the uh, And there are some things, and again, I won't go into this right now, and I'd be glad to talk with someone about this if they want to, especially if you're a parent or grandparent. Um, in some ways, homosexuality is a learned behavior through through series of events that goes on in, in every life. Every person is not the same. Yes. But the role that parents play is huge in how, um, thank God, you had a godly mother. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Don't laugh too hard. That, 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 that you had, had a mother who role modeled mm-hmm. what it meant to be a mother, and hopefully most of the time you had a dad doing that. But you, mm-hmm. need, you need both of those roles. Mm-hmm. Um, in your life, and then oftentimes it's not always the case, but but the, I mean it's amazing the percentage of, of children who've experienced uh, sexual abuse, yes. mm-hmm. who who not not only it, does it impact some of it impacts towards homosexuality, others through other sexual sins, promiscuity, and so that's again I'm not making that a blanket, but it, it, there is a a great. Uh, correlation with a lot of people with that and so mm-hmm. I think it's just important to know those things we, mm-hmm. that, so that's so share the gospel research and understand same-sex attraction debunk the b- born this way myth and then what's the fourth thing um, the church needs to be a place where people are comfortable confessing their sin and confessing their temptations um, this needs to be a place where people can come and say I struggle with same-sex attraction and I need help um, and oftentimes we push them away. So we need to change that environment that we've created in the church. Uh, and, and that should be true about that should be true about anything. I mean, you know, if somebody mm-hmm. if somebody's a terrorist, you know, I mean, yeah. they're, they're 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 a you know they're a murderer. I mean, why why can't I mean the one place people should go now now we probably need to <laughs> notify the authorities immediately. But whatever whatever it is, you know, if I've got a a, a, a problem with gluttony. Whatever it is, we but we we've so stereotyped certain sins, mm-hmm. and um, we don't talk about those things. Yes. You know, if, if a man has an issue with pornography, I know that's a struggle that many men deal with, and they're not going to talk about it in the church. I know mm-hmm. when we were when I was over at Cabot and Mount mm-hmm. Carmel, uh, we had a small group, and I remember the guys. There was a small group of guys there meeting in a, in a recovery group, and one of the one of the groups was was dealing with pornography, mm-hmm. and I remember sitting down with them. And I had to take a deep breath. It's like, oh my goodness, these guys are really—they're so confessional. And they were just sharing everything, mm-hmm. and 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 some of them had some real issues. But it was—they needed a place where they could talk with other people who mm-hmm. struggled with the same thing. And and you're right, the church. Um, we we just got to listen to what we're saying. And and one reason I ask Hope to do this is because I'm 54, she's 20. Uh, there is a different viewpoint, and the, and then there are those that are older than me. Sometimes as I get older, uh, don't you amen this too loudly, but as I get older, I'm pretty harsh, and I can be pretty black and white about things, and, um, and, and the scriptures certainly are black and white, but life and death and the gospel is too important for me and for, them, for everyone that I would turn somebody off because of my political view or because of, you know, some cultural view that mm-hmm. I have. Um, again, I know I'm right, so I don't have to. I don't have to force that on anybody else. Mm-hmm. Um, but what an opportunity for us, an advantage for us. That hey, listen, uh, I, I found this is that people who I who differ from me, if I'm cordial and kind, many mm-hmm. of them w- are willing to have a conversation, yes. are willing to listen, and many of them are hurting. 
I know yes. when, when we had a counseling office at the association, uh, it's been years ago, and I'm not going to share the lady's, you know, lady's name, but um, she was in a homosexual relationship, and she had she was from another she was from a major city to come to this area, and was so in such need of help, and mm -hmm. she was struggling, and she was just, um, and you know, thankfully the church she'd gotten engaged with the church, and the church was helping her out, and I thought, what if what if the church hadn't been there? Uh, mm -hmm. And got her out of an abusive situation. It could have been a it could have been a heterosexual relationship. It just happened to be homosexual. But um, a lot of times in the church we go, oh, that's taboo. We're not going to mm -hmm. talk about that. And and the church needs to be a place where we're we're we're, we're having those conversations and we are uh, making sure people feel welcome. And I want that. You know, I know there mm -hmm. are families in our church that have family members that are homosexual. Mm -hmm. I want them to feel welcome here, and I want them. Yes. Now, I'm gonna preach the gospel. And I'm gonna preach the truth, and and but I think when we speak the truth in love, I think that that disarms people. Yes. Um. So one of the things we, we talked about too is that this has become an identity issue. Mm -hmm. That that uh um, and uh, like I saw I saw an article on this that we didn't we haven't even talked about about a child that um. They didn't, it was a little boy that didn't, he said, I don't feel like a boy. I don't really feel like a girl. I don't know what I feel like. And mm. I'm not really sure what a boy feels like. <laughs> and yes. we, we put like. such an identity on this and we, we mm -hmm. just need to, we need to teach youth about temptations and about struggles and about desires and feelings and all yes. those things. And that you're not your temptations, you're not your desires. Yeah. That's yeah. your identity is so much more than your sexuality. Yeah. It's yeah. not, um. And that leads us to the fifth thing we're going to talk about is about mm -hmm. teaching biblical manhood and womanhood. That um, what does the Bible say about what is the role of a man? Yes. What is the role of a woman? Um, uh, we what we do is we want to attack the homosexual out here, and we don't take personal responsibility in our own homes and our and and, and, and our responsibility to disciple people and say, okay, here's what we need to be teaching, yes. um, and how we need to be training people up. So. Um, we just written some things there, what the church needs to do. Uh, what are some of those? Um, we need to redefine femininity and masculinity to make sure people don't understand, like, understand that being a man isn't just about lifting weights. Like, there's um, so much more to that that the Bible has to say. And being a woman isn't just about loving pink and being soft and gentle. Like, you can be um, bold and still be a woman. There's um, so much more to your identity. Than what culture into, says. Fitting into those boxes, I was I was uh, talking to some lady who was cutting my hair the other day, and she was telling me that uh, uh, my, Governor Mike Huckabee is moved back to Arkansas, mm -hmm. and his wife. He was a pastor mm -hmm. uh, many years ago, and when he was pastoring, you know, the typical role many times for a pastor's wife is to sing in the choir, like your mom mm -hmm. played the piano, uh, you know, wear a dress down front. Well. Yes. Miss Huckabee was not, that wasn't, that wasn't who she was. Mm -hmm. She ran the camera at their church, mm -hmm. Beach Street Baptist Church, and she usually wore mm -hmm. her pants. And that was mm -hmm. just, in fact, I don't think she'd mind me sharing that. <laughs> that was just what she did. Yes. And this was back years ago when that was, that was even less normal mm -hmm. or, accept, or, or the, the norm for that day. And, and we, do, we do, in fact, I, you hear me say this all the time. You know, in fact, I was sharing this with the, the staff at lunch. I said, I'm a man, you know. Yeah, uh, yeah. I don't use a straw because I'm a man, you know. Yes. And we and we so define things that that's uh, and that I are really just silly. Like 
Except for the Yeah. No, so. they are silly. And, and, and you know, and so, and, and I joke about it a lot uh, mm-hmm. because I've lived with women my whole life. <laughs> but that we need, we need to be cautious, particularly with little boys and little girls, mm-hmm. that that they don't hear those things and see those things and think, wait a minute, like you just said, I don't like yeah. to wear a little girl. I don't like to wear pink. I don't want yeah. to wear a dress. Mm-hmm. Or, or um, you know, I'm a guy, but I don't necessarily want to play sports. I'd rather draw or yeah. paint, or I'd rather I'd rather read. Um, you know, here's my yes. thing. When I was in school, confession time. <laughs> you know this, that secretly, I, library science. I would have been okay going. When I was in middle school, I was a school librarian. You talk about getting picked on. Man, you work in the library, you must be a sissy. You know, all these other things they would say. It's like, I, I still to this day love the library. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I would, I'm like, I would have been okay with having a job in the library, but that was not considered a manly job mm-hmm. to do. And, and uh, we, you're right, we need, we need to, and we need to teach a young man to have confidence in, in whatever he's doing, mm-hmm. a young lady to have confidence in what she's doing, and not even to, there are certain things, and this goes into that whole transgender issue that's going on right now about sports. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are certainly sports that are male and female, and that, that I, I think that's, I don't think anybody's up for debate about that. That's no. <laughs> yes. Um, but, but, and there are certain activities that more maybe are more masculine and more, more feminine, but, um, we don't. We don't need to, I guess, pigeonhole um, yes. a child and, and even mm-hmm. adults in, in some of those things. Um, and here's here's the struggle with that, is that today a young person sees this definition that says, okay, this is what it means to be a boy. This is what it means to be a girl, mm-hmm. and I don't fit in. Yes. So, but over here, and, and I've only got one choice. I'm I'm a boy. I've only got one, I've got this choice, but over here there's a whole nother there's a long list of things I can be, mm-hmm. and, and and I can I can fit into all these different categories, and I don't seem to fit in over here. The other boys pick on me. The other boys, you know, I don't want to do this anymore, so mm-hmm. I can fit in over here. And so sometimes it's so much about identity and how I feel and yes. my desire. You know, it's not it's not. I want us to understand a lot of times some of these issues are. It's not about sexual activity or sex at all. It's about Identifying with somebody, yes. and again, goes back to the gospel. If we share the gospel, hey, you can identify with Christ. Yes. And and that's that's my sermon for today. <laughs> yes. And then uh, we also need to talk about um, that Christianity isn't about heterosexuality. Mm-hmm. Um, you can be a Christian without being heterosexual. You don't have to get married. You don't have to um, be in a relationship. Um, for some people, same-sex attraction will never go away. That's something that they'll always deal with. And so um, in the church, we've always kind of made a big deal about marriage, and that's like the main focus. That's the goal. Um, we don't um, do a good job at creating strong singles ministries and helping people understand, like, it's okay to be single. God calls some people to be single. And so for those who um, have same-sex attraction and they deal with that for a lifetime, um, singleness is probably the lifestyle that they're going to have to choose if they're going to follow God, um, and so. And I, I want y'all to I want y'all to hear what she just said, and and don't don't lash out at me or either one. Th- that's true. 
God doesn't always deliver everybody from every everything. You know, I've seen people with alcohol that, that they struggle with alcoholism the rest of their life. You know, what I mean? hey, praise God when He does deliver somebody. Yes. Somebody may struggle with this, and I know some folks mm-hmm. that are single that struggle with that same sex attraction, but have chosen the lifestyle. Say, I'm I'm going to be celibate. I'm going to follow Christ. I'm going to deepen my relationship with Christ. And we just we just really need to to. Uh, be understanding and, mm-hmm. and put ourselves in that place of hey, um, you know, we, we don't know, but you're right, that, that, and that leads into go ahead. I didn't mean to cut you off, I just want to make sure uh-huh. that people heard that. Yeah, I think that's uh, but all and, and that, that so, and even even if even if they consider themselves to be heterosexual, a person step may still feel God's calling to yes. singleness and to celibacy. Uh, and marriage is a, is a certainly another commitment. You know, we're we're clearly we're clearly going to agree with Scripture that marriage is is the only marriage is male and female. Uh, you know, uh, one man one woman together. Um, and so, really, the whole point of this, and that we could talk about this. Is there something else you want to throw in there before we wrap up? There's a lot more that, that we know. can talk about. We've got four um, pages of notes here. Yes, I think. Were you going to read? Uh, uh, yes, yeah, I'm going to get to okay. that in a second. But the uh, we uh, um, in fact I'll let you read that and then I'm okay. gonna let you read that. So the uh, uh, the thing I wanted to point out is that I hope this we hope this sparks conversations and hopes people that will get people to talk and to think about um, uh, that you know this is a we live in a gray world you know mm-hmm. we, we live in a world not where not where this isn't gray this is black no. and white but that people have uh, people need to be. Can, sit, can need to be loved. They need to be treated with, with kindness and graciousness. And the goal is that we would help people understand the gospel and come to saving faith. And here's, here's the point I want to get to, and then I'm going to have you read the, read the passage, is that God has something better for us. Mm-hmm. You know, years ago, I, I, uh, uh, we had a, a young lady in the church, our pastor, who was in a homosexual lifestyle that was ended really, really sadly. And uh, some in the church wanted to discipline her in a way that I thought was really unfair. Um, they certainly didn't follow a biblical pattern. I reached out to her and started started a conversation, and and I shared the gospel. I shared what the Bible says about homosexuality, and she she didn't deny any of those things. She was real. She was, she she said, "I understand. I believe. I know that." Uh, but she had some of that same sex attraction thing going on there, and and, and, and some of those issues that she was working through. And my appeal was this, is that God's got something better for you. And that, 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 that's mm-hmm. the message of the gospel, is that, that God has something better for us than pornography, better for us than alcohol or drug addiction, better for us than uh, heterosexual promiscuity, better mm-hmm. for us than covetousness or whatever sin, other sin it may be. Um, you know, when Bob talks in Romans 1 about uh, God gave them over to debased mind, he names off a whole bunch of other stuff there too, you know. Yes. In, in, in the other passage, it talks about homosexuality. It talks about being disobedient to your parents. <laughs> that's a that's a, that's that's a big one on yeah. God's list of things that are that are sin. But we want to we want to point this one over here. But God's got something better for us. God's best may be for a person, for a man to marry a woman and they spend their, their life together. God's best may be for somebody else that they would be single. Mm-hmm. And that's that's his purpose. I don't, you know, I, people debate whether Paul was married. I think he was probably single, um, and 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 uh, and not having a same-sex relationship. But um, uh, but we can clearly say 
that his best is never for a person to be in a same-sex relationship. That's not. Mm-hmm. That's not. That's not the best for. It's like you know. That, that's not. That's that's not leading to what God's got for you. Mm-hmm. You can't put your hand on the Bible and say this is what God's determined for me. No, it's not. And and God's got something far better for you. Um, and then I will, I'll I'll mention James. Uh, uh, let me read some two scriptures. And then let okay. me read the scriptures. So the temptation. I meant to do this earlier. You let mm-hmm. me skip over. Oh, that sorry. Part. First, ten, First Corinthians ten thirteen okay. says, "No temptation deceived you except that which is common to man, and that God will provide a way out." And and we just got to look for the way. You know, mm-hmm. God, God can deliver somebody from any temptation, whatever that is. If you're dealing with drug addiction or pornography, um, if you need help, uh, not hardly a week goes by that I don't get a call from somebody that says, "Hey, I need help with counseling with some kind of issue." And if I can't do it personally, I can direct them to somebody. And so I'm glad to do that. Um, the other passage I was going to mention is James, is, is that every good and perfect gift comes from the Father. Um, he's mm-hmm. given us a perfect gift of, of, of human sexuality, the way he created things and designed things. And, and homosexuality is a distortion of that. Mm-hmm. Promiscuity, pornography, all those are distortions of that. Um, then I want you to read uh, Jude 24 and 25. Now to him who is able to keep you from stumbling and to present you blameless before the presence of his glory with great joy to the only God, our Savior, through Jesus Christ, our Lord, be glory, majesty, dominion, and authority before all time and now forever. Amen. Amen. We, and we need that if a person is dealing with same-sex attractions, but I need that as a heterosexual who's married, faithful to my wife, that I don't want to cause somebody to stumble. Mm-hmm who may be trying to come to Christ, who may be trying to live their Christ, live as a Christian. Thank you.